بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة يرجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فدخلي في عبادي ودخلي جنتي صدق الله العظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى تعزي من القرآن سورة الفجر Reassured soul, content soul, return to your Lord. Well pleased and pleasing to Him, meaning we will be pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will be pleased with our state at that point on Yawm al And Allah will be pleased with us. Allah will tell us, Fadhuli fi ibadi and enter among my righteous servants. So He will tell us to join the other servants who are also righteous. Wadhuli jannati, Allah says, and then enter my paradise. Discussion is on finding tranquility and isolation given our current circumstances. Um, so when Allah is saying, oh, we assured soul, oh, content soul, this is the discussion because what we want to understand is that how do we have souls that become content? Allah also says in Surah Ra'ad, Allah says that um, through the remembrance of Allah, do we find um, reassurement? Do we find settlement in the heart? So if our goal is to become like these people, we have to first understand why our heart is so unsettled right now. Why our heart is so at un, uh, why our heart is not at rest? Why our heart stirs and flips so much that it cannot find ease at any moment of the day? And I have a few things I want to mention just to explain the circumstances of our heart at the point of of today in today's climate. The first being the the COVID nineteen um, contraction that that are taking place is um, all throughout the world. The pandemic happening, the the virus spreading. Right. Um, this is causing a lot of anxiety to a lot of people. Beyond that, people are having their actual regular day-to-day hardships. There are people who are crying every day, not because of the virus, but because of a loss in a family or, or a loss in someone in their, in their life or a loss of a job or, or a loss of, of a child or some, something happened to somebody um, or someone bullying somebody, uh, someone um, worrying about their money, their, their, their career. Um, a lot of losses, a lot of struggles are happening um, in addition to the virus being spread, right? So people have all these... Um, sources of anxiety and fear and worry in their life and that needs to be acknowledged that's why a lot of unrest is currently in our heart um, but what beyond the external fact factors that are taking place so beyond um the the worry about money or family or losing a loved one or or a school or school being hard or parents being annoying or kids being childish or whatever the situation may be um there's another aspect to the 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 reason why our heart are not at rest and that is because our hearts um, are blackened. Our hearts have been blackened with all the sins that we've committed. So every sin that we've done has led to an additional black dot on our spiritual heart. And this continues to happen. And our sins have brought us to this point, right, where it's taken our spiritual heart and it's um, corrupted it. So much so that our heart cannot find ease and peace anymore. Another point of to why we have unrest in our heart is because of overstimulation, being stimulated by social media, being stimulated by the news, and being stimulated by all these activities and applications on our phones and games and TV shows and Netflix and all these things 
we're so stimulated that we always want something new, something new. There are shows, think about this, you have so many shows to watch on Netflix, but you don't want to watch any of them because you're just so bored. You're just so stimulated that your mind is exhausted, right? So these are some of the reasons as to why we have under, uh, unsettlement in our heart. So um, on the spiritual end is what we want to focus on to really understand how to find tranquility while we're being um, isolated uh, given the pandemic. So... Um, Given that we have all these sins, we need to focus on, well, we need to reduce these sins, right? And we'll get to that as we talk about the future points. But if we want to become those people who have a sound heart, if we want to become those people that Allah personally invites into His garden, saying, Fadukhuli, like you get to enter my garden, you know, uh, enter with the righteous slaves and enter my garden. Allah is saying that directly to us? Wow, how do we become like that? Well, Know that any time that you and I remember Allah, this is very important. I want to mention this point that any time you and I remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, know that your remembrance of Allah is preceded by His remembrance of you. Which means that if you and I are remembering Allah right now through this reminder, Allah has already remembered us before we got a chance to remember Him. Because because He remembered us, He gave us the tawfiq, the capacity, the ability to remember Him. And Allah also says in the Quran. Um, if you remember me, I will remember you. So it goes to show that even after we remember, after we remember him, he thinks of us again. So anytime you're in the thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that the first thing is that he's already thinking of you. And as soon as you think of him, know that again, he's also thinking of you again. Allah is immersed in his uh, in, in thinking of you. So just imagine how special that relationship is, right? So that's very important to understand. To understand how um the remember how the remembrance of Allah really works, so now that we're stuck in isolation, this is going to be a much shorter lecture than the one on Facebook. But um the, that we're stuck in isolation, I want to first talk about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu as we know that he used to isolate from his society and his community because of all the haram they were doing. They were doing so much shirk. They used to worship idols and do all these things of indecency, right? Um, and they used to follow their pagan traditions. So the Prophet Muhammad he would separate, he would isolate himself away from all that to go up an entire mountain to be by himself for days. This would be out of his own choice and his own will to leave behind everything that he's doing in this dunya. Allah, in our case, has created a pathway for us to be quote-unquote stuck at home, right? While many of us are actually working from home now before we didn't get that Luxury. I know there are many challenges and, and hardships in working from home. I'm not neglecting that. I know it can be very hard to focus at your job when you have family members distracting you or something else happening in your day-to-day -day life. No doubt that that's given. But I want to talk about what's happening in, in relation to what happened with the Prophet Muhammad He had to go out of his own way and Allah has created a pathway for us to be at home, right? He went to a cave to be isolated. We are isolated in our own homes. Um, and this was a practice of the Prophet Muhammad where he used to reflect and meditate and really think about, you know, um, the, the creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the society and he used to have a lot of concern a lot of fikr of the society and he used to have a lot of dhikr towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembrance and concern so um, what happens to us the reason um, um, so now, 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 that we, now that we have a pathway this is a good opportunity right alhamdulillah we have a pathway to actually um, be isolated because we're kind of stuck right let's use that for now that word stuck but know that the, one of the reasons why we don't have tranquility in our heart in our mind in our lives is because tranquility is often lost in the hustle and bustle of this dunya so when you're driving to work or you're driving to school or you're doing all these things throughout the entire day there's so much happening right that you don't even have time for your heart to kind of catch up to itself right you're so overwhelmed with your own struggles and all your hardships and your desires 
desires that you can't have like you have all these desires that, that but they're not being met you have so many desires so many things you want in this life but you just can't get it um you have so many hardships things you don't want but you're getting those right um so it goes both ways um and you're, you're kind of having to deal with all of that right and your heart is is stuck in rush hour your heart is stuck in the traffic your heart is stuck with all these people around you all these cars around you all these activities taking place and your heart can't even focus it can't even rest so this is why our heart um, finds it so hard to be tranquil so now that we're at home allah has given us the opportunity to avoid all these external features and, and and to avoid the external environment to be here into the uh, the safest of environments and in the home uh, sorry not in the home <laughs> i'm in the home in the home right um what we want the word tranquility in arabic is the word sakina right and um the the house the the house is a place of residence that's where you reside so sakana uh, yaskunu it's a place of uh, residence so think about it. the house the, in arabic has the letters uh, the resident place of residence has the letters seen kaf and noon um, the same root word uh, for sakina tranquility the house is actually the source of tranquility hence you reside there right hence tranquility stems from it so allah has allowed us to be in the house where there's the most of tranquility and the most of peace and and ease um in this time i wanted to mention a side point to understand that hey look um well a lot of us are upset about the fact that we're kind of stuck at home but know that there are people out there today that regardless if there's a uh, if there's a virus or not or if there's a pandemic or whatever is happening it doesn't matter because their lives have not changed one bit because they don't have a home to go to there are people who are still homeless there are people who are still struggling there are people who are still being killed there are people who are still being raped all these atrocities are still taking place regardless of what's happening today um regardless of what's happening to us so i know that it's very um easy to complain about oh my god i'm stuck at home it's so boring i hate it um but really we should really check our privilege really really check our privilege and then thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Um, and in thanking Allah, you will also find tranquility because you will see all the things you have to be grateful for, right? So um, know that you're at home. The house is a place of security. The place is, is residence, and it's also um, a place of tranquility. Now that you're at your house, what do you do? Well, here's step one to finding tranquility in your heart uh, while you're being isolated. You have to find tranquility from your family. Very simply put. Your family is the one uh, is the one group of people who have been with you for for from the beginning, and they'll probably be their be- do their best to be with you until the end. Your family, your family, and your family. Um, if you and I cannot find tranquility from our family, then we have not tried at all. So if we don't have a connection with our family, we have to connect to them. If we have um, a connection but it's weak, we have to strengthen that connection. And if we have a connection that's good, then we keep that connection consistent. So either you develop it or you connect uh, or you reconnect as in you make it stronger or you keep it consistent whatever is already strong and we have to understand that right we have to understand that the family it has to be a source of tranquility it could be that your parents are coming off annoying i said this earlier right your spouse is always arguing with you your husband's making you mad your wife's annoying you whatever might be happening but but know that these people are also a form of or should be a form of sakina a form of tranquility so um how do we get to that so know that we have to do our best to take the right steps to actually create the environment in our home 
to make it a tranquil home, right? And this happens with the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad that we make the house a, 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 a remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There should be Quran being recited in the house. There should be um, even if you cannot recite, make sure the Quran is being played in the house, right? Think about it. If the Quran is being played, you think someone's gonna start arguing? I don't know where. It's gonna be very awkward, right? Um, you kind of set an environment where there's recitation happening um, throughout this time. There's people praying, and, and and if you are since we're not able to go to the masjid, we should be praying at home in jama'ah in congregation. Um, these things allow the home to be a place of sakina. And the, the conversations we have with our family members also direct our sense of sakina. Because if you and I have conversations that deal with strictly the dunya, with no sense of purpose or no sense of benefit to come from that discussion, then there will always be shaitan in that discussion. But as soon as we, in, we invite the discussion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad everything becomes much better, right? So that's something we can do when we're working with our family and the, in the house. We have to connect. We have to uh, reconnect or we have to keep it consistent that there are people who may not have family with them right and different people have different struggles so, so for some people they don't have a family member to be with that's completely understandable that's a difficulty in its own but know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he always is with you Allah never leaves you Allah never leaves you Allah is with you um, when you're praying there's an angel praying with you right when you're uh, doing the dhikr of Allah, there are angels. There are angels gathering you. When you're thinking of Allah and you're, and you're when you're mentioning Allah, Allah is mentioning you to His angels. You are never alone. Know that you are never ever ever alone. Allah is always with you, right? I want to, I want to, whoever is listening to understand these both um, factors. There are people who have the biggest of families, but they feel alone, and there are people who have no family members, but they always feel they have Allah, so they're always happy, right? Uh, and it's true because you have Allah all the time, right? So. Going to the next point, um, some people have a lot of struggles with dealing with their family members, right? So they're like, I can't get along with my brother, I can't get along with my sister, my parents upset me, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's point number two. Point number one was to take practical steps towards creating an environment for your in your home to make it a place of remembrance for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to create uh, discussions in your home that are healthy and beneficial. Point number two is for you and I to lower our expectations. This is extremely important. The reason why you and I are so stressed, or at least some of us are so stressed about this virus coming is because of what? It's because of what? The virus infecting us? No. It's not the infection of the virus we're scared about. It's what will happen due to the infection of the virus. Meaning what? Someone might pass away. Someone might go through a lot of hardship. Someone might go through a lot of struggle, physical struggle, right? Someone might pass away. I might pass away, or someone I really love might pass away, or even if I don't know them, I have love for people around the world in general, then they're passing away. My brothers and sisters, in order to find tranquility in our heart, especially when we're isolated, is to understand that we need to lower our expectations of everything around us, especially life itself. We can't, we can't be thinking that, subhanAllah, like life is going to be always here. I'm always going to be here. I'm going to be live until 70. I'm going to be until 80. My dad's always going to be here. My mom's always going to be here. My kids will always be here. No. The Prophet Muhammad had to bury his own kids. His father passed away when he was a child. His mother passed away when he was a child. Allahu Akbar. This is the situations he went through. His wife passed away. Everyone in his family passed away. His uncle passed away. Allah. Just think about it. Just think about it. The expectations, the expectations need to change in terms of life itself and also of those around us. So the second point, what do I mean by those around us? If we decrease our expectations of our siblings and our family members and our spouses and our parents and our children, 
then we'll get along with them much better. The thing is, we expect our family to be perfect around us. So that's why uh, five minutes into uh, living next to your brother or sister, you're so mad, like, oh my God, I can't deal with you. I can't handle you. You're so frustrating. You're so annoying. Can you shut up? And you're just so mad, like, oh my God, mom is nagging me again. Why does she always talk about this? Oh my God, why is dad uh, arguing about this? And you're always feeling these emotions and frustrations. And it's because your expectation is that these people cannot make any mistakes. You think that your father and your mother cannot make mistakes, that you think that your son or daughter cannot make any mistakes, that you think that your husband or wife cannot make any mistakes, which is very foolish of us, which is very foolish of us. In order to have, or at least work towards having a heart that's tranquil, we need to, and we must, we must, we must lower our expectations. After we lower our expectation of life, we have to lower our expectation of the people around us. Now, uh, to understand lowering our expectation of life, I want you to understand uh, from a reference in Surah Al-Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah says that everything in this world will perish. Every single thing will perish. The only thing that will remain will be the honor, the face, the honor of Allah as Allah as Azza wa Jal. That's all that will remain. This is all that will remain. Um, uh, which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? So uh, this is all that will remain for us in this dunya. So the house that we're living in that we find to be so safe and secure and um, promising of shelter and food and family, uh, this is the same house that will one day break down and someone will break down or build a new house on top of it or build a, build a building on top of it. Um, the person you love so much will one day pass away. This is the reality and we need to confront it. Not to say that there's not pain behind it. There's not. There's definitely pain behind a loss. There's definitely pain behind a struggle. But we can't, um, we can't, we have to confront the reality of life. And remember that, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, that we all belong to Allah and we all will go back to Allah. Our houses will go back. Our bodies will go back. Everything will deteriorate. Everything will vanish. Everything will perish. كُلُّ مَنْ عَلَيْهَا Everything will perish. Everything will perish. It doesn't matter who I am, or who I love, or who's in my life, and who's not, who I hate, who I, who I can't get along with, who I can get along with. It's all irrelevant. The only one who remains is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the angel of death will be gone. So understand that. So lower your expectation of this dunya and don't think that everything will just remain just because you expect it to. You and I are not deserving of these things and no one said, no one said, and I don't know where we understand this meaning from, but no one said that you and I deserve anything. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us iman, gave us belief, gave us Islam, gave us this deen is so much more than we deserve. So beyond that, there's really not much to expect except that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So lower your expectations. The first point was um, connect with your family, right? And if you don't have a family, remember Allah is always with you, right? So make the angels your family members, subhanAllah. The second thing is um, lower your expectations of life and lower your expectations of those around you. The third thing is, and I'm going through this as fast as I can, inshallah, um, when you're alone with your thoughts. So you should do this after salah, so after prayer. You should be alone with your thoughts to understand that, hey, what am I really thinking about? What I want, what I want us to think about in this time of isolation, is that um, really ask yourself who you are. Really understand what your mistakes are, what your flaws are, where you actually struggle, um, where you are actually positive, what what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your mistakes are, and what you tend to do. You have to understand your habits. Um, what your tendencies are like okay you know what i gamble this is wrong I, I drink alcohol this is wrong i commit zina this is wrong i look at haram this is wrong um i i'm arrogant this is wrong um i'm, I'm rude this is wrong i use bad language this is wrong um uh 
I don't know, I don't know if I said this. I drink alcohol. This is wrong. You have you have all these things that, that come into your head, right? Um, I curse at people. I argue with people. This is wrong. Um, and you have to, I have a short temper. I get angry quickly. This is wrong. You have to comment and find everything um, that that is actually wrong with what you do, right? Um, I skip salah. I don't pray. This is wrong. This is wrong. I don't fast. This is wrong. In Ramadan, I skip my fast. This is wrong. You cannot do these things. So you you come back and you ask yourself, hey, who am I? What are my mistakes? What are my flaws? What what kind of character do I really have? What do how do people see me? And is that really who I am? If people see me in this amazing fashion, in amazing manner, am I really this amazing person, or am I something else? Um, uh, how do I see myself? Do I see myself better than I really am? And as you go through this set of questions, you'll realize the mistakes that you have and the flaws that you have. And throughout this pro and throughout this process of questions, you'll realize all the mistakes you have, and you'll say. Whoa, okay, I guess, you know, subhanAllah, I have so much, I have so much I need to fix. And throughout this, you'll find yourself repenting to Allah, to say, Allah, I have so many mistakes, Allah. I'm so much in error, Allah. I've made so many sins, Allah. I've committed so many sins, Allah. Please forgive me, Allah. Right? And when we repent to Allah, knowing what our mistakes are, being cognizant, not just saying astaghfirullah, but knowing why we're saying astaghfirullah, um, we find tranquility in our heart because we're able to realize our mistakes and then work towards rectifying them and also letting go of what we hold which is uh, impermissible. So this is another thing to understand that when you're alone, think about uh, who you are and, and know your, learn about your mistakes and then ask Allah uh, and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask Him for forgiveness and repent to Him and, and, and learn to improve from your weak um, uh, your weak uh, you, your weak points and your flaws right also when you're alone with your thoughts what can you do uh, well, we, what we should do is that we should understand the people around us too not just us but the people around us so if you understand why is my mom always like this why is my dad like that what do they care about what are their values how do they see life right why does my sister think like this why does my wife do that why does my husband do this if we think about these things we'll learn to appreciate them right and we'll also learn to understand um, their tendencies, right? When we understand their tendencies, it becomes easier to lower our expectations and actually accept them as who they really are. When we do these things, we become more accepting of people around us. And when we, when we become more accepting of people around us, our hearts become more at ease because it's not as flustered anymore. So if they do something and they annoy you, you kind of realize, okay, you know what? You're kind of annoying. I kind of expect you to be annoying. It makes sense. I'm not going to be mad about this. This is your tendency. This is your personality. I get this. Not to say that that individual should not rectify their mistakes. This is not what I'm saying. But at one point, we have to give some people some space to breathe and, and time to, to, to actually rectify what they're doing that's incorrect. So... Knowing them better, knowing the people around our lives better will help us uh, develop a sense of uh, patience towards them, right? And, and also appreciation towards them. So these things um, go, go hand in hand in, understand, in, in, finding a, in finding a heart that becomes uh, tranquil, inshallah. So um, another thing that happens usually with lonely thoughts is that it can lead to sadness, right? So people become sad when they think alone. They think about um, things that upset them, things that, that hurt them, things that are hurting them right now, things that have hurt them in the past. They think about thoughts and they think about people and they think about situations they think about events. It might be that you're thinking about a time back in the days when you were bullied and I don't know where it comes to your mind and you're, you're saddened. Right, you're crying. You're thinking about someone who's in your life right now who's causing you a lot of pain. You're thinking about someone who who um, you're you're fearing of in your life, or someone something's happening in your life by people or things. You're thinking about maybe your manager's giving you a hard time, or or you you've lost someone you really love right in your life. These things happen. These things are very real. These things are part of life. Right, loss, loss, loss is a part of life. 
um, to lose is natural. That's why I said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'un. Everything belongs to Allah. We all belong to Allah. We will return to Allah. Now, what's my point? If this sadness is there, know, know this. Allah says in Surah Al-Zumar, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يخرج منه جميعا Allah says that, look, do not despair in the mercy of Allah, right? And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. My brothers and sisters, if you and I are told by Allah that Allah forgives all sins, so he's talking about people who are sinful and he's telling them, hey, don't lose hope in my mercy. What do you think he will tell to the individual who is crying Right, who are sh- who are shedding tears, who are in pain, in sadness in their mind and heart and thought, because of a struggle, a difficulty, a calamity, a hardship in their life. Knowing that every difficulty, hardship, and calamity and struggle in their life, and every source of pain that comes into their life, eradicates sin from their record. Right, knowing that, what what kind of mercy do you think Allah will have towards us? What I'm saying is if Allah is having so much mercy and He's saying to the sinful person who's thinking about their sins and crying that, hey, don't worry, I'll be merciful towards you, then imagine us for the ones who are crying out of the hardships in our life. Not the sin, but the hardships in our life. When we're crying and we're struggling, we're like, Allah, this is so hard. This is so difficult. I'm in so much pain. Now, you're not a person who's crying about the sin you're doing. You're crying about the pain you're feeling. And pain takes away sin. So now you're a servant who's actually losing sins, right? The hadith says that, you know, even a thorn will not prick you, etc. Sin goes away. Sin is taken away from your record. So now you're a servant who's losing his or her sins. Don't you think Allah will have more mercy towards you? Or how much mercy will He have? It's going to be immense mercy. So do not despair in the mercy of Allah and stay positive, stay focused. I know, I'm not saying neglect your past. I'm not saying be naive about your life. I'm not saying... Um, ignore what happened i'm not saying just uh undermine the pain i'm not saying that those things are real and they exist but when you're alone with your thoughts and you want tranquility in your heart you have to look for a sense of positivity you have to have a sense of optimism in your life as a muslim as a believer to understand your purpose in this life to say there's more to it there's definitely more to it and every pain i feel takes away sin every pain i feel takes away sin every pain i feel i pray that it takes me closer to allah when it takes me closer to Allah, it takes me closer to Jannah. And that's what I need to be. I need to be in front of Allah with the Prophet and I want to see Allah. This is my goal. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. This is this what well, this is what needs to happen. So even though you might have sad thoughts, right? Um, try to find some light in, in that darkness and do not despair in the mercy of Allah. I just want to say that as a side point. Now, um, the last few points that I want to mention is that, look, the biggest form of remembrance that we need to do, I said that, think about these thoughts after when? After salah, right? After prayer. So take your time to think about your mistakes, think about who you are, uh, think about the values in your life, think about those around you in your life, and think about their values and understand them and appreciate them and lower your expectations, and don't become so saddened with your thoughts that you lose hope in Allah and mercy in Allah, that know that Allah is there for you. And he's always there. Know that if you think of him, he has, he has already thought of you. And now he's thinking of you again. And know that if he's thinking of you, he's mentioning to you to Angel Jibreel and all the angels in the heavens. And they're saying your name. They're saying your name. They're saying your name. And everyone is saying your name. Know that this is so much bigger than you and I. This is, this is, this is, this is Islam. This is how deen works. So in the sense of remembrance, there is no form of remembrance that's bigger 
than salah itself than prayer so if you are someone who's not praying ask yourself why am i not praying and i need to start praying that allah is giving me the capacity in my own house to be at home right if you want tranquility in your life you have to remember allah i said in the ayahs of the Ra'd that you know in the remembrance of allah the hearts find ease and contentment so this is the best way to remember allah is through prayer so if you don't pray you have to start praying and if you are praying right you have to connect you have to connect you have to connect there are people who pray once in a blue moon and they'll come into the masjid and they'll stand and they'll stand next to someone who has been praying all their five prayers for five years and the guy who's praying for once in his blue moon has more connection to his prayer than the guy who has been praying his prayer on time the last five years that can happen why does that happen? Because of connection, right? Because of yaqeen, because of belief, because of the seriousness behind the salah itself. Because for the guy in the blue moon, he's like, oh my God, this is such a big deal. I care so much about this prayer. And the guy who's been praying for five years, he might undermine the prayer. May Allah protect us from that. And he might not take it seriously, right? So this is very important that even if you are someone who's praying five times a day, understand that and question yourself. This is all, Islam is all about questioning ourselves, right? That's how we improve. That, hey, hey, the reason why my heart is not at ease, the reason why my heart is not content is because the biggest form of remembrance is prayer. And my prayer is not good. My prayer is just not good. It's rushed. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not connected. If I don't even wear the, I don't even wear the most modest of clothing when I'm praying. Like, geez, like I need to at least dress properly to talk to Allah, right? I need to at least dress properly to talk to Allah. I need to take some time talking to Allah. And it's a one-way conversation, it seems, because Allah is talking. Even though we're the one reciting the surah and the adhkar throughout the, throughout the salah, we're not really talking. Allah is talking. We're not even listening, right? So this is the situation that we're in. So know that... Um, Take this isolation and, and, and really focus on your salah to actually make dua after your salah to ask Allah for his help for all the mistakes that you and I have made to improve our character, to understand those around us better. Um, and you know, when we do all these things, all these little things, they add up. And they add up to what? They add up to tranquility in the heart. Right? They add up to us, um, us exhibiting sakina in our heart, which is very important. Um, and when you have the free time, like right now, you know, instead of going focusing so much on on the social media and Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and becoming um, overstimulated, learn something, right? Take your time to learn something. Maybe listen to a lecture. Maybe there's so much content out right now. Anyway, listen to something. Learn something about the Prophet Muhammad Since you're learning about yourself and learning about the people in your life and learning so much about everybody, right? Learn something about the Prophet Muhammad because he's very important, right? Um, learn about who he was. Learn about his values, so that way you know what values you should have when you're aligning when you're aligning your values with everybody. They need to be Islamic values. They can't be anything short of Islamic. They must be Islamic values, right? Islamic values is the only values we we follow, right? Because Islam considers all of humanity and mankind. So uh, learn about the Prophet Muhammad This is the perfect opportunity. And when you're doing all these things, right? Throughout throughout, you know. Connecting with your family members, lowering your expectations, right? Trying to pray, you know, and remembering Allah in your prayer, after a prayer, you know, thinking to yourself, making dua, thinking and reflecting about your mistakes and who you are, who you are as a person and where you can improve and you repent to Allah, right? These are just the basic, simplest of things that we can do when we're in isolation to develop tranquility in our heart. And if we're consistent with it, and only when we're consistent with it, we will actually bring tranquility in our hearts right and when that comes 
um, my brothers and sisters, we will be content with whatever the decree of Allah is. Because right now we're not very content. So when things come our way, whether they're good or bad, we get upset. Because if it's not something we want, we don't care. Right? So when we have consistency of creating a sense of tranquility in our heart, regardless of what comes in our life, because we don't really know what comes in our life to be good or bad, we just know that things come into our life, right? Things come into our lives and things leave our lives. They could be good or they could be bad. We don't know, but we, we accept it and we are content with it, right? We can be content with it once there's contentment in our heart with Allah's decree. And this is very important, that even if something good happens that we think is good, we're happy, sorry, not we're happy, or we're patient and we're thankful, right? And even if something bad happens and maybe we think it's bad, we're patient and we're thankful. And we're consistent, and we're consistent, and we're consistent. Um, throughout this, throughout these things, you know, we understand that, look, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he had a lot of hardships. Allah is talking about those people who is saying, you know, فَدْخُلِ فِي عِبَادِي وَدْخُلِ جَنَّتِي Enter my garden with those of the righteous servants. He's saying, look, all of you guys, um, you guys have hearts that are content. But he, didn't, he said you guys have hearts that are at ease. But he did not say you guys had lives that were easy. Allah did not say you guys had lives that were easy. All those people, all the people of Jannah, the Jannatis, they are not they are not people who have it easy. The Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, like I mentioned earlier, did not have it easy. He lost everybody. He had so much struggle. But his heart, his heart, his heart, it was always content, content, content. And that's what matters, right? And when your heart is content, there's tranquility, there's sakina. And when it's when there's sakina in your heart, to be honest with you. Nothing else will really matter so long as you get to see your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So long as we get to see our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So long as we get to hear our Allah say, Fadhuli fi ibadi, wadhuli jannati. And that will be um, the climax of our emotions uh, on Yamul Qiyamah when we're entering Jannah, uh, only before we get to actually see who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is uh, when He invites us in. So Allah allow us to be among those individuals, right? And Allah wants to create a sense of tranquility in our heart throughout this time. And Allah give ease to those who are infected. Allah protect those who have not been infected. And Allah accept those who have passed away as shuhada, as martyrs. Allahumma ameen. Allah make it easy upon all of us through all the struggles we're going through, all the hardship we're going through. Know that every hardship you're going through, Allah is taking care of you. Allah is, Allah is forgiving your sin. Allah is taking care of you. Allah is bringing you closer to Him. You know, it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's only a punishment, right? If you go away from Allah. So whatever you're going through, go closer to Allah. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله Do not despair in the mercy of Allah Do not despair in the mercy of Allah Do not despair in the mercy of Allah um, He's always going to be there inshallah Right? وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُرَ بِكَذُّ الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ With that we'll conclude inshallah Subhanak Allah Alhamdulillah Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaika Zakat al-Khair Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh